Hello and welcome to Mike's Cast with your hosts Greg and Mike. Hello, and tonight we also have two people in the I am or I almost said IMW the Ron, Mice <laughs> the Mice Cast um, Studio tonight. That delete, is, but, delay button. <laughs> yeah, too bad. We have Richard, our sometimes here, sometimes not, maybe full-time co-host eventually. Hey, you were a lot nicer to me last week. That's true, I was. Well, but also with us is the rock star of the DPN, Paul from Window to the Magic. How's it going, guys? Welcome, Paul. Bad. Thank you. It, it took a while for our people and your people to get together to get you here, um, but I'm glad that you did, so I've got a Open the refrigerator and get some adult beverage first of all. Five miles of red tape and you guys got through it. I love it. Yeah, so. Five miles of red tape. <laughs> yeah. Everybody grab your beverage. I got mine. Yeah, I'm ready. My uh. chocolate martini here. Oh, girl. Drink. See, now this is an enhanced podcast. I'd show that picture of you with the finger raise, <laughs> drinking I, that girly beverage. Is that the one with the, the $100 bills? Yeah. They look no, like I, 20s to me. <laughs> <laughs> Singles. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've introduced, you know, the rock star and us little people, the subject tonight is going to be about accessibility and whether or not accessibility hurts show, and meaning show of how Disney has to adapt for accessibility issues. And that's going to spill over into the year of a million dreams and whether or not people who have accessibility issues have the chance for the big prize because there was... Uh, a thread going around for a while that someone on uh, Star Tours had won a big prize, and there are many people who cannot ride Star Tours. So we'll for whatever we'll, reason, we'll, yeah, we'll segue into that uh, towards the end. Okay, but first, Richard wanted to clear up some security issue, some some yeah. mess from our last show. He wanted to yeah, tie we getting, a tie a loose end or something. Well, we were getting a little too involved in. Uh, my choice of undergarments at the time, and Mike <laughs> becoming a little obsessed at it. And, and I, think, obsessed. I, think one, I think one of the messages I was trying to say at the time kind of got lost in the shuffle there. And what I was trying to say at the time is, you know, just because wherever you are, whether it's one of the Disney parks or the shopping mall or the grocery store, just because you have people that say security on it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, question something on your own. And if you have a question, I always say if it's worth asking a question, it's worth finding an answer. And go, you know, if you see something, go ask somebody about it. Case in point, this last week, right after our show, there was an incident that happened over at the Swan Hotel over at Walt Disney World, where a, I think he was eight year old boy, was questioning this man that was asking him and his sister these strange questions and he started he, the man went on he started watching him and then the man uh, started talking to another child and took that child off to the side well the boy went and asked his dad the dad talked to the lifeguard and the lifeguards found out that this guy was just about ready to do mm -hmm. nasty things with the child they caught a not only a uh, child molester but I guess a uh, He's been convicted numerous times and in prison over the last 30 or 40 years or something like that, if I re remember what I read correctly. Uh, that's called but, a repeat offender. It, <laughs> bingo, exactly. But it all comes from an 8-year-old boy's curiosity that he felt funny about this, so he went and asked the question. And that's what I was trying to get across is if, you know, if you have anything that you have a question, go talk to somebody and ask them because... That's what they're there for, is to go find out for you. All right, Richard. Enough said. 
Thank now, you. on that uh, note, Paul has something to say about his recent experience through bag check. Yeah, I actually was listening to your show last week, and I, I heard you Wait a second, talking. which park? Which park? Disneyland. Disneyland. Okay. Yeah, when we okay. were at West, at West Fest. And uh, I was listening to, to you guys talk about security and getting through and, and how they really don't check and whatever. When I went into Westfest, every single time I came in, I had that big gray bag with me. Inside that gray bag was a gun case. I what? actually walked through my, my H4 recorder that I have, the one like Greg has. Wait, I the, actually, the bro- like the broken one Greg has? Yeah, yes, the broken <laughs> one. That, yeah, It's being repaired. You shouldn't drop it, Greg. I, I read that in the manual. But uh, <laughs> I brought mine along in a protective Rick case. Read manuals. But it was it's actually a gun case. So I they actually make you open it. no, they did not even ask me what it was. Maybe they don't know. I mean, literally a, a, a pistol case. I'm walking through. I could have yeah, had I a pistol like. with me. Yeah. Now like, you, you said this also happened to you at LAX in San Francisco, right? Right. Well, as as I walked through, um, because I flew down for Westfest, I had to go through the, the uh, bag check there. There, the only place that they questioned, they questioned my microphone, but they didn't question what was inside this this gun case. Now, I, they can see through it, but was there was electronics. Say, going the airports, they're going through the x-ray there. Right. But still, I got I got more questioning at the airport than I got at Disneyland walking through with uh, with a gun case walking right into the park. That's definitely got to be an issue of training. Yeah, I mean, if you've never seen a gun case, you wouldn't know what it is. It just looks like a plastic thin box. Yeah, every day, yeah. like a I pencil walk, box. Every no, well, yeah, but a big pencil box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like double wide pencil box, but thin. Right, it's plastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and every day. For, I was there for five days, and I walked through security many times, and they never asked me to open it. Well, you didn't actually walk through security. You walked through ticket-taking hell because, <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you try to scoot through there with nothing. You know, at Disney World, you've got the uh, – you don't have a bag line. You try that at Disneyland, and they'll grab your left nut and squeeze. <laughs> Ow. And then they'll say, oh, you don't have anything? Go on through. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had something, but not anymore. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, on to the bigger subject. Has accessibility hurt show? Is it hurting show? Has it screwed up old attractions? Because Okay, uh, just just for those who might be a little slow, define <laughs> accessibility. Those from Real Linda? <laughs> Real Linda. <laughs> Uh, Richard got it, and many other listeners will. I'm sorry that you're so slow, Mike. But maybe I haven't uh, seen the f- obscure film you're referring to. It's, it's not an obscure film. Tommy it's Boy, one of the most popular radio shows yeah. on the planet. But we, you know, we won't go there. <clears throat> so, anyways, for those who are slow, who might be DFs, accessibility, basically the uh, ADA Act of 19 whatever uh, that allows equal access for pretty much anybody with any disability. So I guess I should preface to say we're not bagging on people who have true disabilities, um, but at times accessibility issues and access uh, go overboard. They're not common. Their common sense is not used uh, sometimes in accessibility. We're bagging on those that bag about accessibility despite the fact that they don't have an accessibility issue. 
Well, it's not only about the people who cheat the system. And Paul can attest to a recent email. He may not want to give the name out, but you know, he had an issue where somebody suggested how to take advantage of it, and yeah, rightly it was, so, he it, corrected it. It was actually one of the uh, one of the people that was there at Westfest with us, and I purposely didn't give their name because I didn't want them getting bagged on by everybody. But they did, <laughs> in fact, say that they they had discovered a way to uh, to avoid the la- the lines. And that was to go up to Main Street. Well, do, and, do we really want to give that information out so wait, other I think, people can do it? I think the guest assistance pass that he might be talking about is no secret. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't mean, think it's a I, secret. I think everybody but knows that. The thing is, you don't really need it. If you have 50 bucks, you can <laughs> rent a EV or, uh, yeah, ECV with no problem. If you got 50 bucks, you can get on any ride with no weight. You just walk up to the cash <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they can't be bought. They are cheap, yes. <laughs> Hey, they work for Disney. But yeah, I, I, I said on my show that uh, that they were wrong in suggesting that. That if you, if you can stand in line, I mean, I tell Calvin this all the time, I wish they would take all of the, the fast pass and all that stuff out. Because there used to be a time when you just went to Disneyland and riding the, the rides meant you stood in line. And oh now, yeah, we've talked about that before lots yeah, of times. Everybody that, that whines about it. Usually yeah, when that, we're in line, we're like, yeah, we, you know, we used to look at, we were, we were showing people all these, this queue area, I almost said queue line, all these, <laughs> this queue area behind the mansion, I'm thinking there was a day when you'd walk up there, ah, oh, so what, you got an hour wait, that's just what it meant to go to Disneyland as a kid, now it's like, ah, oh, shoot, I could just come back tomorrow, or, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. too bad the fast pass isn't open, you, you pick and choose now where I never did that as, as a youth, or a youth, I just, <laughs> did you say youth? And- yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> even the lines now are becoming more and more uh, interactive to where they're part of the experience themselves uh, the one at Disneyland I know of for the most part is Indiana Jones where you got all those set pieces from a couple of the movies and going into it which helps tell part of the story going in half that cr- interactive crap doesn't work it's anymore broken. well most of that's true but still it's part of the show there was an all effort at one point show. yeah Yes. Well, that is, and that, that's, Richard, you don't even know it, but you had a perfect segue for what we're talking about. That well, was probably much. the Whoops. true, fully official, all-accessible queue built by Disney. Yes, and I, do I know that. And I was still there when it opened, and I just loved when a person with a wheelchair and ECV would come up to me, where do the wheelchair, where's the wheelchair entrance? And I'd point right over to the main entrance, and they're like, no, 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 no. The wheelchair entrance, I'm right over there. What do you mean? I said, we have designed this queue for your <laughs> enjoyment. You get to experience it just like everybody else. Your your wheelchair will maneuver. The entire path has been widened for your convenience, and there's an elevator at the end to help you get over to where you need to be. And there's They about freaking imploded. And there's proper ramps and proper slopes and handrails to assist you, and it's nice and wide. Yeah, it's wonderful a queue. Isn't it wonderful? We're treating you just like everybody like else. Everybody else, yeah. yes. <laughs> no, and no, that's not what hated. I wanted. Yeah. And and you look now. What do you see? They go to the back door. Disney yeah. has caved. Well, they got tired of hearing the complaining. I'm sure. You know, the funny thing is, in Florida, though, I was in line for Nemo. At uh, Living Seas or whatever they call it now, <laughs> and behind me was three ECVs. They they cruised the line just like I did, Make, the negotiating things? the switchbacks. Well, you know what? I have to back up a second because, I, uh, 
shoot, Richard, you can try to help me in this. I'm remembering my 1986. Wait, wait. Let me mark the time that Greg said I, he needs my help. Okay. <laughs> I'm not counting on your memory, you know, being there. But when we went to Epcot in 1986, World of Motion had the first ride vehicle I had seen that did not need to stop for a wheelchair because the back opened, the wheelchair rolled right up on it, they locked it in place, the ride never stopped, or the attraction never stopped. Now, I, I don't you remember correct. if the queue was accessible, but the ride system was exceptionally accessible. I think, I think the queue was as well, because that was part of the whole show on that was the world of motion, and it was to make motion for everybody no matter what. I think you're correct on that. That I do remember the vehicles opening up that way. Now I think it, I'm not sure if it was every vehicle or if it was every other vehicle. Yeah, I don't think it was every one because even at, at, you know, where has it become ridiculous? For instance, if you made every Jungle Cruise boat accessible, yeah, it, it, it becomes yeah, you lose so much other seating. Well, yeah. Becomes, now I have not a, seen that at, at the Magic Kingdom yet, and I, I do find that interesting how they've made the Jungle Cruise accessible. Good effort in their part, I think. I don't want them to take away my seating for a wheelchair if there's not going to be that many wheelchairs either. If well, then you do do it like the buses do, right? Flip up seats or whatever. Something like that, yeah. As long well, as, as, long the, as the, the, uh, the physically able have a place to sit when there's no wheelchair. We don't want big empty spaces in the boats, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about that one. It's in the center. It's kind of an elevated platform in the center. You've, have you seen the boat, Paul? I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to take a picture the next time I'm in the park. It's an elevated um, place in the center. In fact, I rode on it the night of the last night of Westfest. A bunch of us, about 13 of us, I think, had headed over that way. Rented ECVs yeah. and got on all the rides with no weight. I remember <laughs> you talking about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, we rode the Jungle Cruise. We happened to be on the boat that had the accessible center um, now, elevated platform. I gotta say though that that makes a good point. Thirteen of you renting ECVs, you're not gaining any time because you're going to have to wait one at a time going on that ride for thirteen <laughs> cruises. Well, I I'm just amazed at the line I see now at the exit of Pirates. I really believe it would be shorter a shorter wait if you would actually just suck it up and get in the regular line. Have you, you seen? Could. Yeah, I've not? seen that line go back to the veranda. Okay, the only it, problem with that, though, is the ramps and everything, the, the outside queue part, and for the most part, the in, aren't quite wide enough. Richard, I was being facetious. For instance, I saw a guy in an ECV with a cane. Obviously, okay, <laughs> stand in line, lean on the rails. You'll be on there faster than when you're sitting at the veranda waiting for every one of those ECVs. And, uh, what is it about an ECV? It's like a magnet for families of 10, 20... <laughs> You know, well, well he loves hey, grandpa. It's my, grandpa and his or grandma and my, the brood. My favorite one is one. Didn't quite notice this guy fast enough that he was having problems with his ECV, so he got up and walked over to me to tell me that he needed a new ECV because this one wasn't working. <laughs> okay, no problem. Scooter Lori and uh, and Mouseketeer Greg's uh, aunt, Mom? I think. No, her uh, his aunt. Okay, Scooter Lori is his aunt. Yes. Yeah. Um. She uh, she goes around with the scooters and whatever. We were at Pirates at at one point late in the evening, and there was a huge line to get 
on through the the back way and so she just got up she uses it but she's able to walk because the line was so short she went in the front door because the wait was just so long in the back so you can yes. do it either way if you can be mobile yeah you know technically and richard and i've had this discussion argument whatever you want to call it uh we've always wondered you know why the island has never had certain rehabs, especially the, the fort. And for a long time, we were told that, well, they can't because if they do, they have to make it accessible. But they're grandfathered. Well, I've sat through now more than one seminar with lawyers who specialize in the accessibility and um, aging population uh, segment. There is no grandfather on the ADA. It's whether or not you get it, someone complains, so it's enforced. Um, you can argue hardship, uh, that it would be financially a hardship on you to do it. And a lot of times this is going against, um, apartment complexes, condos, things like that, where it, it might not be in their best interest to do it or they wouldn't have money to do it right away. So it's a slower thing. Disney obviously could not argue they have uh, a money issue. So in theory, you know, Disney probably could get sued in a lot of areas about accessibility if what this woman was saying applied also uh, to Disney, which I have no reason to think it wouldn't based on the way she explained the law was written. I happen to be the unlucky guy who got the call, and I've told the story before, about some guy ranting and raving at uh, the raft dock. So, you know, I'm cruising all over over there, and the lead is with him for the the island and he and there's a guy in a wheelchair and a guy with him and he's trying to explain to him that we don't put wheelchairs on the rafts we the the paths are not level it's not i don't you think he used the word not safe but it's not really accessible for a wheelchair it, it's rugged terrain it's a natural environment there's no hard trails well, what a Disney line. That's that's pretty good, Richard. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. The guy literally opens his phone and speed dials Eisner's office. So obviously this was somewhat planned. You don't just most people just don't have Eisner's, you know, phone number in their you know, I mean just, there's an off chance that he knew him. Off chance. It seemed more like a setup to moan and groan. What was it, Richard? A week later, people were on the island with wheelchairs. We no longer held people away from it. Now it's yeah. kind of it's kind of a joke and funny to watch someone try to push a wheelchair <laughs> around the island because oh. it is definitely not accessible. And the old rafts that used to take on water when there were you know way too many people on it, how would you like to be that raft driver uh, when something seriously and, happens with a wheelchair on it? And one of the fun things to watch also was when somebody goes on, they'll start doing the circle around the island. They get up to what we would always refer to as the crossover point of the island. While well, you're on this upper level, to get back down to the main trail, it's a stairs, three, three, uh, three or four steps going down. Well, how do I get down? Well, you got to go back the way you came. All the way around? Well, yeah. <laughs> Unless and you want to jump it. <laughs> and a couple people that... Get up some speed. I've, I've actually, <laughs> believe it or not, I have actually watched people, some people with the ECVs, just four-wheel it going down those stairs. Wow. I watched, <laughs> I watched one make it, but that one was a big four-wheel drive style. I mean, the big balloon tires and everything else on it, that thing could take on anything. But 
yeah, they, they would go get down about the second or third step down, and suddenly it would ground out, and they'd have to get off, and we'd have to go push it off. Now, I hear so, this is going to be a non-issue with the new Pirates uh, lair overlay of the island, that the, the uh, like the Engine Joe's well, Cave is wider now? Engine Joe's Cave is, is being made wider. The trails are much smoother, that crossover point that I refer to has been cut down to where it's level with the main the rest of the main trails. Right. They've even uh, added a wheelchair lift. To the bathrooms at the fort, right? Nope. Well, they've, they've expanded those restrooms, I've been told. I haven't seen those. But they, uh, to the one side of the uh, phantasmic stage, there's a wheelchair lift that's been added so that you can come off the raft and go right up onto the phantasmic stage. Well, they just tie the wheelchair to the thing that lifts Maleficent up during the phantasmic show, and they fire it off. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. Yeah. See, yeah. This, this is where the equal access stuff kind of is not clear to me. Um, unless there's some new activities going to be up on that stage, you're not missing anything by not being able to wheel around your wheelchair on that stage. It simply is a place to move across the island and there is a path to go around it so my understanding is there is activity up on the stage a lot during, of it. during the during okay. the day there's supposed to be uh like pirate demonstrations including and believe well, it or not, i can i have I seen can. they put a, they've put a cannon up there so okay so that makes sense for for yeah. what's going but for the way the island was in its original or its past i don't necessarily get why it would be non-equal access on that one. I can read the description from my sage if you'd like. That's what I was or, referring to, uh, yeah. Uh, about, Mr. about what? About what the pirate's lair is going to be? No, because that's really not what the show's about today. Okay. So I, I can re read that But what myself. Richard's saying, you know, talking about what's going on on the stage and the canon and all that, I am just just finished reading that not too long ago. So let's, let's let's take a tour around the park for a second. Just we'll do Disneyland because there's just too much at Disney World to to get into and, and see how whether or not accessibility hurts or has been enhanced in some points to to help. And I'm just since we're all all the way over in Frontierland, let's think of the old country bear, Paul's favorite. I, no I, no ex, no accessibility problems there, right? Everybody could be pushed in through the line. Right. Nobody had the back door. There was places to set the Set sure. the chairs. It worked out. Now the pile of poo, those vehicles are very hard to get in. Even uh, yeah, if your legs work right. <laughs> yeah, even, yeah, yeah. So and Paul, you're you're a stout fellow. Do you have problems getting in that attraction? Yeah, I actually I do. I have a, a an issue getting in those. I would like the doors to be about twice as wide as they are because well, I have once to go you're, through one foot at a time. Well, now once you're in, now I know I. I've got almost, I cross my legs and try to get my legs down so the bar will come forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if Lou and I sat in it, uh, the bar probably wouldn't come down. Well, and you'd pop a wheelie, too, but. <laughs> <laughs> now, I haven't really noticed that that queue is pretty wide open, you know, left over from the, the old attractions. I don't really think there's much of an issue other than getting on the ride vehicle. Not the best designed ride vehicle for accessibility. And uh, maybe I haven't seen it, but it wouldn't be on fathomable to think maybe every 10th vehicle could have a slightly larger uh, design or open design for the doors. Perhaps one bigger door with one row versus the two, and I wouldn't look well, at that as being an accessibility uh, downfall for the show. 
There, there is one or two vehicles on that attraction that are accessible vehicles. That that's exactly what they did. They eliminated one of the row, made it just one row, and has what just one big door on it. Oh, good. I have I have not seen yeah. that, so that's good to know. Okay, now splash. You must transfer. You get to go in the back door now. What did I can see? Why the queue is would be very, very unaccessible. There's stairs. There's stairs all over the place. It it doesn't make any sense to try to make the main queue accessible, and it probably would have been really, it would have been very challenging in the design to keep that queue as nice as as it is and be accessible. So I don't have much of a problem in the stop and start of the attraction. Plus, that was also built back in '89 and designed prior to that, which was before you really before there was an ADA and before you really took that much into consideration. Well, ADA was around, but not to the extent it is now. But yeah. what I'm saying is to transfer you from where you start the queue, work around to the load area, to make that all accessible would have been very difficult to try to keep that kind of a theme queue working. You would have had to have you know an elevator at the beginning. And then maybe slowly the thing would ramp down to where it gets to the, the load. I think backdoor for that, I don't have that much of an issue. And the ride stops and starts, so there's no um, disturbance of the show while someone is loading. Well, you know, I, I would have to disagree a little bit. I mean, if you were designing a... Now, I haven't been on Splash at World. Is World accessible, the Splash nope. queue at World? Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Because... Mm-hmm. My my thought is, if you were designing that ride as of today, you could still make a very good, stylish uh, cue to it and still make it all ADA. It would be different than what it is, vastly different, but I think you could still keep a lot of the uh, texture that the current cue has and put it into an ADA cue. Well, to get up and over the way they do, and, and basically well, you're walking back on top of yourself from the entry, the ramps required at the 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 slope that's allowed would create much longer queues to be able to do that. Now, if you didn't have to get up and over the flume, which both attractions are designed that way, for instance, let's say you reversed it and somehow you tunneled your way out or tunneled your way in, but to get up well, and over, almost impossible. Well, that's they what do I'm that saying in is... Indy. Yeah, I mean... Well, that's at the very last point, yes, they allow you to take the elevator up and over. Right, and they could do but it in two what, spots at, at Splash. One, one at the beginning and this. one at the end. Well, that's yeah. true, but what, what I'm getting at that, that is um, more cast member intensive because they don't let you operate them yourself. No, and there's a cast member as a gatekeeper. Yes, so it creates, you know, Disney doesn't want to have to put any more people out in the queue that, that they don't have to. What I'm saying is, it would be a it would be a larger queue. It would be extremely different than what you have now, but it could be done. Yeah, I and in this particular one, yes, you're right. You probably could do it. Be vastly different. I don't think it would work but for, for this time, attraction. At the time, Splash, especially at the time when Splash was designed and built, you're looking for the maximum amount of usage for the least amount of space. And so that, like you said, you're up and over on top of yourself turning around. Yeah, you are doing a lot of turnarounds on that, and that's what gives it part of the charm as well. But you're getting the maximum amount of usage out of the least amount of space. Right. So in that sense, if you're designing with a little, little space, accessibility would... I believe, hurt the environment, and letting them go in the rear is not that big of a deal on this one. That would be my thing. Backdoor on this one's not a big deal. 
Yeah, I've never seen a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't ever. Except it's it's, it's kind of humorous. What looking at the, you'll sometimes see the lines coming all the way out to the back over to, uh, out by the uh, photo location. Yeah, see, I still believe in the way of you just wait with your part. You know, one person can wait with you. The rest of your party in line. line. When they catch up, you can all get back together. Yep. yep. Personally, I think that's the perfect solution. Now, if it's just you and one person. Screw it. Let them both go in the back door. You're not impacting the, the attraction that much, and it just looks better than having the entourage with you uh, loading up. All right. Well, then, so, what? I'm sorry, Richard. You were saying. I was going to say, for the most part, that my understanding is that's the way it's still supposed to be. It's not enforced. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when I got my toe run over, the the girl just <laughs> just looked. She she. It was obvious that these guys did not need them. They were blatantly yelling it that they weren't handicapped, asking for, you've heard the, the, the audio, asking for their special privileges, and she just waved them through like no big deal. Don't want to deal with it. Nobody wants to confront it because what's the possibility that, you know, it might actually be true, but to even, you know, I mean, they're supposed to be the stopgap in my mind. But anyways, let's go on over to the mansion. The mansion's queue right now is not designed to be accessible, but it could be easily Sure. Very, very easily. In fact, I don't see why they go and create this two-sided queue. I don't see how that helps when you're all funneling back together at the end. You could easily just widen it up, let everybody go through. It gradually rises, and you don't have to deal with the steps. I don't know why they don't do that. Now, here's where I think accessibility hurts. They got Because the the way the Omnimover is designed, it's got to stop and start. At Westfest, I believe it or not, this is the first time in probably 50 rides, I shit you not, 50 <laughs> rides that the thing did not stop. The, <laughs> or slow down. Or slow down the entire attraction. It just slowed down when we were getting off, but barely and probably not even noticeable to most people. I've been on that thing where it stopped five or six times, and you know exactly why it's stopping. Someone needs assistance to get on. Or get off. Or get off. There again, why can't we insert some specially designed vehicles that can be a, excuse me, a little more accessible. It might not work. It's too late. It's too old. But I think accessibility does hurt show and, and yeah. pirates. Yeah, when they stop in the, your, the, this, this, what's that phrase? The, Spooks of filter sympathetic vibrations. Hang on come a second. On, be come back. on, Mr. <laughs> sound guy. We have the sound guy here. What, what is it, Paul? Well, give me a second. I'm pulling up iTunes. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> cheater, cheater. Hey, if you wouldn't have brought it up, I would have had it, man. <laughs> I, I actually um, use mansion stops so often that I actually use it when I'm shooting my videos. Um, I actually go in and I count back from the load area back to the areas I want to stop in front of, and then I'll wait at that last corner, and I'll wait until somebody gets on the ride and stops the ride, and then I'll count back, and I'll get on the car that will stop in front of, say, Leota. Uh, <laughs> or whatever. So, because I know it's going to stop again, and it stops so sure. often. I mean, Has anybody heard of the term DF? <laughs> that's not DF. That's just planning ahead. I think yeah, that's video fundamentalist that, that's there. I yeah, that. that, that's actually somewhat bright, Paul. I'll give you a credit. I, I've never thought of thinking that far ahead and trying to figure that out. That's you're a sick man, man. You're I, well, sick, man. you know, it makes for yeah, but very as good. a result, 
Hamp Mansion is documented from top to bottom without problem. Yeah, well, you know, the, I never get stopped in the new attic, which is where I'd like to be stopped to, to watch the effects a little bit. I always oh, get stopped somewhere where I don't want to be stopped. Yeah, you know? the, the ramp back down to the cemetery, looking oh, back up at the yeah, crawl. That's, that's, a, that's a good place to catch a little snooze now and then. I mean, it's relaxing, <laughs> you know. You know. Um, so, I, you know, I think, I think it would be better if they would adjust the queue. I don't think there's any way we can get around the stop and starting. It's just an, you know, an annoyance. I know that the accessible people out there are probably cursing me, uh, but from the show point, it, it does disturb the show. Unfortunately, I don't think there's anything we can do about that currently, but they could make the queue accessible so they can enjoy it like the rest of us. So what's what that part of the queue isn't accessible on Mansion? Well, have you ever seen a wheelchair go all the way through the queue? They usually go to that back gate. Um, Which makes no, it doesn't make, gate, it doesn't make to sense to go, down that, to go down the speed ramp. They, goes, no, 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 no. They, they bypass the... You go, go ahead, the Richard. Front gate, and they go right up to the front door. There is a ramp to the right side of the stairs. Yeah. Yep. That they go right up that uh, ramp, right up to the front door there. Well, they no longer use the side door that they used for years. No. No. Okay. They go through the front door. Okay. So, but they're still bypassing the whole queue. Yeah. I don't, Pretty much. You know, yeah. Okay, if the queue is full and going through all the switchbacks in the back, they're bypassing that. If they're doing, as you say, they're, that they're not following through what I always understood them to do. Correct. Yeah, you are right. I forgot they added that new rate. You used to have to, you went around the side by the old pet cemetery, which has been moved to the front, um, and you had to go in that side door in the first uh, foyer in that room there. Right. I, yeah. Okay. But still, yeah. again, there's no reason that queue could not be accessible. There's nothing special about that queue. Um, so why not? Don't know. Don't know. Good yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there really is no reason for that railing, uh, that rail in the middle of the queue. No, not you anymore. You don't need to split I mean, the lines because the lines do come back together, and you don't have the turnstiles up front because the turnstiles are now at the exit. Anybody nostalgic for those things, by the way? What things? Turnstiles. Uh, every no. now and then. <laughs> I, I, just missed this, I just missed that. Paul's going, no. Well, no as as you do. stated, man, I'm a big guy, and I hate well, those turnstiles. <laughs> well, I, was, I didn't enjoy watching my kids go through too fast and get cracked in the back of the head. Bang. <laughs> that, yeah. I didn't uh, particularly care for when, uh, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, how, did I, how did I know I, where you were going to go with that? How yeah, did I, I know? That, that's I a low blow. Knew. Yeah, exactly. That's where exactly where he was going. Perfect. Now, yeah. pirates, we've already sort of discussed, you know, they probably didn't have to go quite so deep. Uh, I don't know. It uh, seems like that could have been done a little better when they redid the queue. In fact, the old queue was probably more accessible than the new queue because it was just changed. There was no... Uh, you know, uh, bridge or lower holding area. I mean, it was just kind of a tapered uh, asphalt area, and you had the queue that went back uh, next to the uh, treehouse. All the way back. All the yeah. way back. Yeah. And, yeah, and, what, but... and did we ever bitch about that? We're like, well, 
line's long. Guess we'll get in it. Well, we complained yeah, about it, but we didn't. We didn't not write it because we didn't of it. avoid it. Yeah, right, yeah but we, that, we might that go get. You're talking about is no longer there. We know that we're not getting yeah. into that. Well, but you know, you'd go buy a fritter, you buy popcorn, you'd get in line. No big deal. I mean, yeah, well, it's long, but you'd do it. Now we look at those lines and we bitch and moan about the crowd. It's I just <laughs> the dynamics changing. It's kind of interesting. Now the next attraction. It's closed right now, and I was just told by a X, the X, not X, X, not X, X, not X employee now. I, I think I've covered how many times he's <laughs> been back in the office. Um, that one day. That's triple X. Yes, Triple X. One day, more than an acceptable amount of cracks were found in the next attraction, and it closed almost immediately. And it has been under rehab, and it's got no projected opening date, and that would be the treehouse. That's the, definitely not accessible. Well, now, Richard <laughs> can chime in on this because he was there when they went through it. You know, they built a bridge and all that, and, of course, the accessibility issue came up, and there is inter, an interactive area at the bottom, and they yes. did make an accessible ramp to get to the interactive area. And, Richard, explain to us why you thought – or the, the stories you got this, that this, made this, this okay. This was the this was the explanation that was given to me, uh, because one of the reasons when they were talking about uh, redoing some other stuff, I was asking, and I go, well, if that's the case, how did they do the treehouse? Because it's completely redone, and the rule that they're going by is that you don't have to give exactly the same thing you or you don't have to give them the same exact ex, how do they phrase it it doesn't have to they you have to give them the same opportunity of an experience so in other words the storyline as you're going through the treehouse as you're looking at Jane's sketchbook of the different stories that she's going through you know of her different drawings and everything as you're going through the treehouse they have Jane's sketchbook down at ground level so that if you can't go up the stairs and go across the bridge, you can peruse at your leisure through her sketchbook and you can find all the stuff that you would in the same exact stories that are told up in the treehouse. And then you can do the interactive part. You can take the ramp and do all the interactive stuff down at ground level. So is it the exact experience? No. But is it the same opportunity for an experience? Yeah. Pretty darn close. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's I'll buy that explanation. Hopefully it'll reopen someday soon. Now, uh, let, now that I've said that, let me throw in a new one. Uh-oh. Finding Nemo. We're not over say, there yet. Yeah, what, I wait, wasn't we'll, saying anything yeah. yet. Yeah. Well, we'll get there, Richard. Just hold your panties on. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. Well, well let's, pick up the, let's pick up the pace because, well, well, come yeah, on. But I, yeah, but, but, I, I think... I don't think we need to go we've through... We've talked about three to, attractions for a half hour. Well, yeah, but, I don't think we need to go through a survey of what's good and what's bad. I mean, Well, that's what's what... It, did accessibility hurt the show? We're, we're going over issues where it, it, we think maybe it hurts a little bit and where it doesn't, and we're still given equal access. Uh, can we believe that it took Jungle Cruise so long for someone to figure out how to make that accessible? Because how could you give equal access to that without transferring and transferring and that attraction can be very difficult with the boat moving back well and forth. it's it's the same type of thing on what they did 
they first it's the same mechanism as what they put on It's a Small World. Yes. And they tried it out on It's a Small World first. Now, one reason It's a Small World has 40, 40 some boats to play with, so it's not a big deal to take one boat offline. But Jungle Cruise only has, what, 10 or 12 boats. So if you take one offline, you're taking without knowing what you're doing first. Cutting capacity, yeah. a higher higher percentage of capacity gets. Well, that's why right. only so one boat and all, you have to wait. Yeah, so I know I know they uh, did all that work on Small World, and once they they knew exactly how it was going to work, then they did it on Jungle Cruise. So I mean, there there's modifications being what made where the, where modifications can be made. Now on, on the well, since you want to jump around and don't give a shit where you are in the park on small on small world isn't I mean in Jungle Cruise it's elevated and if you were in there with a wheelchair guest your it, sight lines would could be definitely no, no, compromised. No. It <laughs> it looks it starts off you roll off and then it lowers you down. Okay, all right. I saw that at, at Disney World. They had I saw an accessibility boat, but it worked a little different. I thought it actually rolled down into the level of the boat, but I can't be um, that sure of that. Now, since you want to jump around, Space Mountain has made a great effort. I to, think Space Mountain is oh, awesome. They do, yes, they handle it quite well. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it works. It's works so well on so many different levels. Okay, yeah, but they have this. They have the space yeah, to do done. it. Could you? You couldn't uh, see. Do, now, what do they do on the Matterhorn? They don't do that in the Matterhorn. Yes, they, they can. Do. Well, they they can, but the, see, their their trains on the other side of the. Yeah, well, takes you on the wrong side. Yeah, exactly. There's no. There's so you have they, to transfer on that attraction. Yeah, it has the same type of thing stipulation like on Splash. You have to have a transfer. And, and again, could that queue be opened up a little bit when you're in the chalet so you could just wait in line with everybody else? Do you need that many switchbacks? Could it be uh, opened up a little bit? You know, and whatever happened to their – remember, the, Richard, the rehab they were going to do to make it similar to Pirates? So you brought the yeah, queue know. all up front? I still ask about that, too, because I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Well, uh, Star Tours, I mean – you have to transfer there, right? Yeah, they take uh, people up the back door there. Well, actually, I saw a guy you in a wheelchair. To, they, they usually, I've seen a guy make, but I don't know how does he get. Oh, they have a they have like a stroller thing between the uh, there's, between the turnstiles. There's an elevator yeah. at the front at the load platform. Yes, yes, there is. That one's a little to... steep because they used the exact old uh, you know queue for. Uh, Monsanto's and then just added to it. But but now, I seen a guy go through in a wheelchair. Now wait a second. When you go into Star Tours with a with a wheelchair, you go in through the side door on the left hand side of the entrance and go Usually, up an elevator. Yep. Yes. Yep. But I'm so what 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 Mike is saying. He has seen someone maneuver that line. He, with he's wheelchair. gone through the line. He they put him. He went through between the turns. How did he get? Because he was I don't know. he That's was also... he was in our cabin. He rolled across, left his wheelchair on the other side, and someone brought him, carried him back in, and set him in his, his seat. Wow. Yeah, that would be a trick because yeah, it gets pretty narrow right there at the turnstiles. I don't it know. It does. You sure you're not? You weren't smoking something that day? Yeah, pretty sure. Okay, so we're on that side of the park, Richard. What are they going to do for the subs? Subs are great. Same type of thing. It's uh, as uh, same type as what? As uh, treehouse. Uh, submarines obviously have there's there's a limitation there that you can't take a wheelchair down inside the boat. 
So what they have is they are putting together, I don't know exactly how the details work or anything yet, but they're essentially putting an entirely separate show that'll be giving the same show, but uh, a whole different vehicle that you'll be riding. You don't go into the water, but you'll be seen on a different type of ride level. So, well, and where is this happening? Around the queue area? Yeah, this is in the queue area down uh, underneath the. Uh, so, if you're in a wheelchair, you could go in this room and kind of see a, a multimedia show of what you would see if you were in a wheelchair. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, yeah, see, I, I, suggest, I think that's pretty yeah, wild. I've suggested that for Star Tours. Let's, there are a lot of people who can't go through them. Forget the accessibility and getting on it, it's the motion aspect of it that they can no longer physically handle. Tell me about uh, it. I saw a, <laughs> a system not intentionally designed for this, but it gave me the idea at SeaWorld where Disney would never do this. They allowed you, they had a glass wall where you could see the simulator and how it moves. And then they had a video monitor above it so you could see, oh, it's moving that much to make this motion because they had the movie playing along with it. Now, they did it just to show off the technology. Disney would never do that. But why couldn't you have a place where people could experience the show without the movement. I mean, they've sort of done that with Mission Space, uh, not for the same reasons. Uh, yeah. But Actually, why not just, you know, if you have a situation like that, just run one of the cabins and just run the show, but don't set the motion platform on. Just leave the motion platform turned off and let the show run. If you have the... Um, yeah, if, I guess if you don't have that many... Well, you could lengthen the ride. See, I... I, got I mean, a, it's 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 literally one switch. You just flip yeah. one switch, well, and it's it turns off the motion control. Yeah, I just, yes, it definitely could be done. What I, why I'm sputtering here is because I was thinking about I was listening to Character Breakfast, and someone had, you know, written in the old tired um, suggestion. Why hasn't Star Tours changed its show? Why doesn't Star Tours run four different shows, and you you can get a different show every time? And I, I gave the obvious answer, which I was surprised that they did not say when they were reading the email, is can you imagine being that guy, the stopgap, that says, okay, go down to cabin one, cabin two, this one. Wait, uh, I don't want cabin one. I want to go to I want to go to Endor today. I want to go to Hoth. It'd be, it's like asking for the front and rear of the roller coasters. You, know, you can only funny. do that so often. It's not operationally smart. Now, they could change the movie quite easily. The, fun, the funny thing is... And I'm sure everybody here knows that originally Star Tours was meant to do that, that they can change the show out and they can put two cabins in one destination, two cabins the other. And the reason it had never gotten around to it was because, well, they started using the main cabin that's over in Glendale where they do all their programming and their show works over at Walt Disney Imagineering was being used for other things, other shows, whether it was... Um, Body Wars. Uh, body Wars and some of those. And then after about a year or two when people were talking about it, they're ta looking forward to seeing the new one. Well, I don't want to miss the old one. I want to see both. I want to do both of them on the same day. And suddenly somebody realized, we're going to create a total disaster if we try to do that. It's either we change them all to one thing or we keep them all to one thing. We, we can't give it, it. It's nice to have the choice, but, yeah, it would be just total... Does that, it would slow the ride to... Operational nightmare. Exactly. Yeah. Now, they could, you know, okay, 
fine. Maybe they don't want to change the movie. See, I'm the type that'll change things if it's for the better. We've talked about that. Why not at least upgrade the system? The to system. A, yeah, uh, we've talked about a this better, before. A better display. Some digital, some digital projection or Re- digital, yeah. you know, like you know if giant you, if, plasma or something. If you want to keep, if one keeps, I've brought if, that up numer- numerous times that. Uh, uh, the, the the film cat the weight of the film cabinets on the back why don't we use hard drives on it and uh, <laughs> well ninety percent of the well other than you, proton spills most of the downtime is for broken film uh, you've seen you've seen those digital projectors that we've seen at NAB yeah and how wonderful they look uh, put some of those digital projectors on oh, well, Richard salt- where, Richard where was that at what <laughs> you heard that well, where were you where were you at when you uh, saw those screens and he's okay. he's resin me. Sorry. <laughs> Inside Paul joke. Paul move wanted on. to be there. Yeah, move move on. on. Nothing more to see here. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, but with those uh, projectors, uh, and then put put the show down into a hard drive, and if it, in essence you've made an all solid state, it it runs real well. And you've cut so much weight off the back end of those cabins, because those film cabinets, those film cabinets, literally weigh about a lot, almost two tons. Wow! Well, and the technology has come full circle because those those uh, simulators originally came with video projection, but not a very good quality video. Exactly. Projection. Well, right. Uh, the original technology. Well, the, if it's Original technology I read about way back when came from Canada. And they were using video projectors that were the essence of your old pizza parlor projector, and that with the curved screen. And yeah, the projectors today. I'm sure a lot of people have seen uh, movies now that have been uh, using digital projectors. Uh, locally here, we have one in uh, the El Capitan in Hollywood, and I think one of the uh, theaters in the Spectrum is also digital now. Well, you also have large-screen LCD and uh, plasma and yeah, a few those other things. things those things start weighing, put, putting a lot of weight back on. Well, I'm that's, sure they do. But that's, the, that's one of the main things is you're trying to get rid of the weight, too. What, what I guess we're getting to is there's many more technological options than they did when it first opened. Yeah. And they haven't done anything but, to, to improve it uh, since. Uh, strain off the course. Yeah. Well, so, no. But what, okay, I was going to say, while we're talking about Star Tours, we can add the dimension of, is accessibility limiting the people who are getting dream prizes? Well, I was going to say, too, you know, the other twist on this, and that's a good good segue, too, Mike, is the people who have accessibility issues miss a lot of the show. On so Star Tours? We, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, whatever. And when we try, well, when Disney, I said we, when, we, when Disney's <laughs> tried to design a queue so their show is as enhanced as every other person, making it total equal access, They've rebelled and still want the back door. So there's That's kind of true. there is kind of a um, it's what a class that's uh, and this doesn't apply to all ECV and wheelchair accessible type folk, but there is kind of a I deserve this kind of system going on here. I'm entitled. That's what I was looking for. And entitlement, an entitlement yeah. class that. I'm entitled because of my disability versus it started out as we want equal access, but it's become an entitlement for a large enough sector that it would cause a show like us to talk about it. And it's, we're not trying to, to rag on the people, but we're, we're looking at the worst case 
that we have to deal with and what, what Richard Steele deals with and what I dealt with in the past when we worked at the park. So, Mike, yes, year of a million dreams. What if you can't get on Star Tours? Can you still win? Well, I, whatever prize they, that guy on Star Tours won, I guess not. <laughs> now, did well, someone, that now, one particular where, one, yeah, but um, just not a limb. Now, where did this whole story about a guy winning a prize on Star Tours? Disney. It was in, it was in Walt Disney World in Florida. Okay, and, and it was the first winners of the of the Cinderella Suite. Where did they get the prize? They got the prize. The guy who won the prize was sitting in row two, seat eight. Of Star Tours cabin number three or whatever like that. Okay, so some place where somebody in a wheelchair couldn't sit. C- correct. If they didn't feel like they couldn't dealing, transfer, dealing with whatever hassle would it be for them to get on Star Tours. Right. The reason the reason why I asked that. And but wait, I, wait, but hang, hang on, hold that thought, Richard. But forget wheelchair. How about someone who has a bad back, heart condition, a neck, all, heart condition? Yeah, all those things that you know. Okay, yeah, I can take, walk on the ride. Take, Taking all, uh, taking all that in consideration, you, you just couldn't wait for him to finish, could you? Richard? No, that's I okay. No, that's I okay. I, Go ahead. But you like You'll get yours. all the time, Greg. I like. But, yeah, thanks. But, <laughs> but you know what, Richard? It's my show, not yours. Oh, wait a second, oh. here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. You're forgetting what Mike and I show, not yours. Oh. <laughs> you interrupted the host, Richard. Uh, it's okay. But but one of the, the reason the reason why I asked all that, taking all that into consideration, is. My understanding of how the prizes are determined and everything, first of all, it's a third party. It has nothing to do with the Walt Disney Company. It's a third Correct. party. Like uh, You don't listen to our show, do you, Mike? Or Richard? What? Re- regardless, if, regardless I know we've mentioned it. I've been on those shows too, Greg, where we've mentioned it before. I'm just reiterating it. But... <laughs> Jeez. Jump anytime, Paul. Jump For in. those with short attention spans, yes, it's yeah. handled by an outside company. Thank you. Yeah. But anyways, my understanding is the prizes are supposed to be given out in a quote-unquote equally accessible area, like in the central plaza or walking down through past such-and-such such restaurant and or sitting on the bench in front of such-and-such such attraction. It's not given out at a inside an attraction it's not given out inside a restaurant but they are they are given outside so for instance they're given outside we just we got uh okay this wasn't a big prize but it was a prize first prize i've actually seen handed out i was on tower of terror with um brian mcdaniel of disney world the full report 2006 and his wife and she was sitting in the front row. I was in the middle row. He was in the back. They split us up because they had three seats. We're like, yes, because we got sent to the top. They, For some reason, they weren't loading the right tower. The left tower, someone peed or pooed or, or threw up in the anticipation of getting on it in the, in the waiting area. So that one was shut down for us to access. So there's only one tower going for the second floor. So we grabbed at the opportunity to split up. When we get off, he's moved her to the side. I'm like, crap, what, what's she doing? And when I came off, he says, can you please step to the side? We need to speak to this woman. I'm like, crap. Then Brian comes off. Can you please step to the side? They let everybody go by. And the guy said something about, I noticed your buttons and your pens, your Tinkerbell shirt, reached in his pocket, pulled out some pins. On the, well, you couldn't, on the attraction. I mean, you would have had to been on that attraction if you had motion sickness, fear of heights, and you wouldn't have been on it. 
you had to be in the traction to get it. But yet, on the other hand, that could have been the cast member walking down the street, seeing the same thing, empowered to do the same, because that's not part of the prize patrol as much as the you're empowered to make the guest be happy, uh, whatever that part of the program is. Uh, yeah, that's, that's where it gets into a little gray area with me, because I don't know exactly how much is the prize. Yeah, they, they have other things that they can give away that are not necessarily part of the quote-unquote prize patrol that they can give out uh, stickers, pins, all sorts, and they all well, okay. are into pin trading. So, so what's unfair about if you weren't? I'm sorry to cut you off, Richard, but what? Let's say you were only in the park. We'll, we'll take it out to Disney World, bigger resort. You were only there for a day, so you were in the Magic Kingdom. Somebody won the big prize at Downtown Disney because they felt like shopping. Is that fair? You were there enjoying yourself, paying to be in the place. That person didn't even have to pay. They're just a local walking around downtown Disney. That is so, way too picky. But it's random. And you can't, you can't, you can't. Rand okay. What's more it, random it's, it's, if it's on the right or not on the right? It's still random. If it's on the right, in my mind, now again, I don't know my understanding of what it's not supposed to be on the rides, but maybe it is. But if it was on the rides, my concern would be exactly what uh, Mike was bringing up is... Well, it's not his concern. He read it on the Internet. Well, it's the concern that he expressed that he was reading. Yes. Uh, was that <laughs> what? if you do... That if what were we talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> I at this point. No, if you do have a person that has a bad back... Uh, Let's you know. Let's take you for an example. Years ago, when you when who's, did who's it, you? There's a you, three of us Greg, here. Greg. Okay. Greg, when you injured your back and you couldn't ride that for a short while, and you just sat off on it while the kids would go ride on it, would it be unfair that you are not eligible to get that prize because well, you would normally ride on that, but right now you have an injury that prevents you from. Uh, riding on that ride. But and the rest of my party had a chance, and if they won the big prize, you think they're not bringing me with them? Yeah, but what if the person won after your party won, and that was going to be you? Nope. That would have been you. You would have been that person. You know what i got to say? Shit happens. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is, that's what it rolls down to. You know, it says, remember the, um, the well, what was it, the 30th anniversary with the prize machine? Yeah. Way back that was then? Was that 35th? 30, was that 30 or 35? It was 30, 35, and 35. 36. Okay, so 35. The guy before me who cut That's me out, cut me off in line won the car. big prize. Oh, did, he get a, did he get a car? Shit happens. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying what if the guy in front of you had cut in line? Remember, I told you the story a few weeks well, ago about I saw two people just walk right to the front of the, you know, the, the line getting in the park, skipped everybody, just cruised right in. No one had the balls to say, "Hey, buddy, back of the line." I was too far back to make a big complaint. I just observed it. What if he won the big prize? You think the people right behind him would not be PO'd, and that's that was supposed to be random? Hey, well, they let him get there. So you know, it's. I mean, this is the most random probably any contest Disney yeah. has probably done and where people win big things than they've ever had. And these prize, I mean, literally, from what I'm told, the prize patrol, uh, when there's big prizes to give out and they're notified, they have to, they have to 
turn in cell phones, or maybe they do that before they get on their shift. They can't wear a watch. I mean, they literally are making sure that they can't notify people to be in a certain area well, at a certain time. They, they, they do need to have a watch because they need to be at certain areas at certain times. Okay. No phones. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No. no cell phones. There's no way where they can communicate to let and, someone know to be somewhere. And they literally don't know. They're given like three minutes to get to town square, to the bench on the left, uh, the guy eating popcorn with the kid in the hat. Or whatever exactly the, the thing. So. Yeah, so, they literally don't know until minutes before the a perfect. They don't thing, even know it, which prize they're giving away. A perfect question exactly. here would be, Greg, you decided not to come out to wear in the park live on Sunday morning. Yes, because you're a West sadist West. and you were up way too early. <laughs> hey, whatever. But everybody that came out at 7.30 got prizes. Except who? It, it, what? Except who? Oh no! Everybody got prizes except you, because you no, didn't no, no, come no. out. Oh, correct. No, didn't I hear that you were too far ahead of the pack and you didn't get the? Uh, oh, I chose. I, I saw. I saw uh, Jeremiah, uh, you know, telling us that it was over there, and I didn't go over there on purpose. Where but were they handing them out at? It was actually in the back. Um, we were walking out of Frontierland through that little pathway that goes back by the band stage there through Carnation, okay. and and if you walk through there, they were handing out Dream Fast Passes. And I just kept walking straight, but I, I slowed down and had a picture taken so everybody else could go over and get their stuff. But Greg didn't get it because he didn't come out. Now, is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get my lazy ass out of bed. It's fair. That's right. And if you don't go on the ride, the other person wins. That's fair? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. When they, wait, wait, wait. No one's arguing that if I choose not to go on the ride, I have no beef that I didn't win something. Mm -hmm. The beef comes from... The ride is such that I'm physically precluded from riding it. Okay, wait, Therefore, wait, wait. My... No one is, no one is, no one is absolutely told that they can't. Well, okay, maybe a guy that's pushed around on a gurney. <laughs> and I, hey, don't laugh. I have Break seen that in the park. Ride this ride. Yeah, I have seen that in the park where a guy literally is pushed around flat. Why the hell they even bothered? I don't know, but it. You read those signs carefully. It does not say you cannot. It su highly suggests that you do not, but they no longer say you cannot because they have no right by the activist point of view to tell you you cannot. You read that sign carefully. We highly suggest or we, you know, it is not suggested that women in state of pregnancy, people in back trouble, right. it will not say you cannot. It's that a, is should true. not You ride. are correct on that. Yeah, it's a should not ride, not right. cannot ride. So it's giving you the out. Well, so when you sue them, they can just go into un, you know, uh, un, unspecified damages versus a big open court case. Um, but they've tried to give themselves the out to say, we warned you. Yeah, we told you so. Doesn't stop people uh, from suing and getting money, but they try. Uh, but, yeah. you know. Oh. Hey, there, there's a quick little question on that. What? Now, you were talking about how when you were over at the Living Seas, is it still called the Living Seas over at? No, no, the Seas with Nemo. The Seas with Nemo and Friends. But seas and Nemo and Friends. I, I'm borderline DF on that. I just can't it's, shake calling it's the, the stuff by the old. It's the Living Seas at Epcot yeah, but, Center. Yeah, I say it's yeah, still exactly. Epcot Center. <laughs> <laughs> it's Living it's Seas at Epcot Center. I, you know, I just, but, I still call okay, stuff by the old names because yeah, that's what I, you were mentioning how you saw people with wheelchairs and everything going through the queue on that. Yeah. And people 
uh, are a little bit more cooperative on that one rather than what we usually see here at Disneyland. Now, that could partly be because we spend a lot more time at Disneyland. But is it also partly the uh, audience factor, the, the uh, crowd factor that you have going? Disneyland, you have a lot of people home that folk. come, home folk <laughs> that come here quite regularly that know the ins and outs. Now, you see, it at, you see it at the Disney World, too. You see the same class of gimmies and, um, you know, I know I'm broad... I'm broad stroking and generalizing here, but you see the same backdoor access issues there as you do here. But, I mean, do you see it as much there? Because you have a much broader spectrum. Of, we don't of, spend as much time there. Earl, who will, once he hears this on his way home, will forget to call in and let us know, <laughs> uh, could probably tell us. But from what I saw, I saw just as many people and ECVs, just as many people sucking every chair up on the bus. So I had to wait oh, for another bus because they came up after that, me, but they get special big, access to the bus. That was my big um, beef. They're sitting it, down already. Why can't they wait for their turn? <laughs> well, exactly. And, again, the entourage, just like Paul has when he goes to the park, the entourage takes wait, up wait, all Paul, these. <laughs> Paul's entourage pales in comparison to these people. Paul's entourage waits in line. Well, that's the only difference, but you still have an entourage because uh, you are the rock star of the DPN. It was know. only 50 people, dude. Give me a break. <laughs> 50. <laughs> hey, I had pretty close to that on my walk. I was so surprised. I expected like three people, so that would have been me, Art, and Chris. I didn't really expect much more than that. So. Well, and I hired the band for you. So. Well, you did sponsor the walk, so, you know. Uh, Don't go into that. It upsets Mike. Yeah. Not me. I don't. There's, there's someone else that gets more upset than I, I do. I heard on the last show, Mike. You got upset. I, I heard it. What? <laughs> I, okay. So, right, Paul, what, I don't remember getting upset. Move along. I'm just giving you. Yeah. Time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, so, Paul, this is a little different show than we've had some of the other podcasters on, where we actually spend a lot of time just talking, talking about, about them. them. But you know, this time there is, you know, people know you. What what you what do we have to, to say about, about you? Yeah. But we, I'm not quite he hearing as much interaction. Now, granted, I, my, my mouth is spewing like out of control today. But I mean, what do you think? Do you, okay. I mean, what do you, you do? You think the accessibility is an issue? I mean, I know you know, and trying to put it delicately, you're you, people. You know, I'm not real large, but I'm getting larger. Um, <laughs> Lou is a tall guy, and these are people who aren't technically excessively challenged, but have problems with the Disney attractions. Um, is there something you think in general people can or Disney could do to make it better yet not kill the show? To be honest with you, I, f I find that Disney is one of the best places to go for people that are, you know, large or have accessibility issues. Well, well I, you and Calvin just went to Tragic Mountain, right? We went to, yeah, we, w we went to Magic Mountain and there was a bunch of rides that I could not ride. Just really because of my size, yeah. Give give us some examples. You mean like the like shoulder harnesses wouldn't fit down or something uh -huh. like that? Yeah, the the gold rusher. That remember that that old mine train? That's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's still there. Camp so that still got the big wads of gum on yes. that one beam? Yes, it does. I looked, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I couldn't get on that. I couldn't actually ride it because of my size. And that's, yeah. I don't, I don't experience that. I tell people, cause they, they ask me all the time. They see how big I am and they say, you know, I'm going to, to Disneyland or Disney world. Is this going to be a problem? And I tell them, don't worry about it at all because at Disney, you're going to get on 99% of everything. And I do. 
Is it now? Have you have you read? I know you don't like some of the um, some of the motion rides, uh, Mission Space. Did, have you been on that? Yes. Yeah. Got uh, real uh, sick. Because Lou, really? Lou oh, being yeah. a taller guy, has a real hard time squeezing in that little capsule, and and then he's got some issues, I think, with the tightness of the space. But I mean, when you start getting up to what's Lou six five. Yeah, he's seven. I mean, foot three, he I he think, even yeah. makes Richard look like a tiny guy, and Richard's about six four. Um, so I I, 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 it's just interesting to hear because uh, I know when you and Calvin and went. I mean, could you get on? Oh, you did get on Colossus because I heard you telling him that you used to be able to go backwards on that one. Right. Uh, yeah. They should set that backwards for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, I I got on that. I got on Goliath. I got on Super, uh, Superman. I no, I could not get on Superman. It uh, they could actually close it. You know how normally? Well, you may not, but you gotta you gotta do a couple of clicks with yeah. the with the lap bar. I could get a couple of clicks out of it, but I could not get the little green light to come on in the safety room, so they could not let me ride, even though it locked. Bummer. Now here, now th- here's something that kind of freaks me out about some of the Disney rides and with size. Okay. Get in big. Big Thunder is one of my most freaky ones that I really don't like in some situations. Death Train. Forget that part of it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, um, Thanks a lot. <laughs> I, let's say I take one of my kids with me now. Just and we're just going from the tall aspect, yep. long legs, knees high. Woo-hoo. There's there's one lap bar. Yep. So when you pull that down, and I'll cross my legs and try to lower my legs as far as possible. My kid is sliding around next to me, yeah, and I'm like paranoid and kind of putting my arm around him because if they would split the lap bar like they do in Space Mountain, Wait. each individual would get his own protection versus one wide bar trying to cover two people of a lot of times two different sizes. When I rode with Lou, I felt like I was the one sliding around because his legs were there again that much higher, and that bar only comes down so far. It know. was that design. It was that design limitation on Roger Rabbit to kill that kid. No, the cartoon spin. Yes, he got well, out he of it. He didn't die. He didn't die. He caught his leg between the two cars. Well, he got no, crunched. No, 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 no. Like, so, no, you're, the leg <laughs> one was on Big Thunder. The kid that got that got run over was Owen oh, Roger Rabbit, and that was a whole other story. But no, the, the reason was is the lap bar, because the adult riding with him was, such, shall we say, extra large, and the lap <laughs> no. bar couldn't go down. Yes, and then and shortly after that, that's when they started putting those foam things on Mulholland Madness to to, to uh, compensate for the differentiation between little people and big people. I don't feel safe in Mulholland. One bit. <laughs> they, they used to have the single lap bar, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember this from like the, the mid-90s and the late 80s um, for Tower of Terror in, in Florida. In Florida, uh, yeah, I've seen video bar. where there, there were lap bars, not seatbelts. No yes, seatbelts. So the people that were sitting with me were catching some serious airtime. <laughs> 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 Which could be an extra added... Uh, you know, E plus attraction, now, or it could send you right up into the great like Swiss cheese. Swiss talk, cheese. So you know, talk, talking to one of the Imagineers that helped design that ride. Guess how they tested it the first time? Sandbags. No. Well, live tested. They've tested with sandbags, but the first time they tested with a person, they had no chairs, no nothing on it. They just <laughs> sat on. They just sat on the floor, crossed their legs, 
And they said, and they got on the radio and they said, "Okay, we're ready." Fired up. You nice. know what, Richard? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna yell at you, bullshit or bullshit. not? Bullshit! Oh no! no, he's no because I I don't think that one ever happened, and two, such a freaking safety issue. You could break your freaking neck. You'd be slammed into the top of that. I just don't buy. Bullshit or not, I'm saying bullshit. I don't believe it. That's a urban legend if I ever heard one. No, I. That, that's straight from the horse's mouth. You know what? I happen to know an Imagineer who that was his first project, and was systematic. You know, in the loop. And I will ask him because I, I think that's bullshit. Think about it, Richard. I mean, come on. That they have, now it's know. bad. The story about Walt and the entourage watching America Sings, or probably was the Circarama version, with no, no it, was, it was the Circle Vision version, was you know, with no grab bars. And what it's a plane turned to whatever everybody fell over, you know, a little, little less innocuous than putting you in a freaking cage and dropping you. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> well, it doesn't actually drop you. Okay, well, you know what I mean. Yes, it's, it, it, it catapults you down. Yes, whatever you want to call it, drags you down. Come on, that's just ludicrous. So is it is it urban nope. legend as well that that when Walt first rode Matterhorn that they didn't have a an end to the track and he just bam into a mattress? Uh, I think that's Tinkerbell does that. Well, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Except if you've seen the wires now, she doesn't have anything soft to land in if she ends up firing down that thing. Well, I think it's a lot more controlled than it used to be. But, um, you know, I have not heard that story, i got to say, Paul, um, that you would actually send yourself down there without an end to the track. It seems like a pretty retarded thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, can I say that these days? I'm sorry. It was pretty special needs to do. Um, uh, I, I can't actually even picture doing that because... the whole no, I have heard the story that they they didn't have a good braking method. That is why the water is there to to really to slow the ride down because yeah, it helps you know. slow it down. Yeah. Now I have heard that story, but I've never heard that they just you know just had it come <laughs> down, no water, and then just boom right into a mattress to test it. Unless they hadn't figured out they needed to add the water and they couldn't stop it, and that's the way I don't. You know, there might be some truth in that one. Far more truth probably than. Getting in the freaking Tower of Terror cross-legged and <laughs> go check it out, my friend. I, I will believe me. I will. As soon as he gets back from Whistler, Canada, because he's on vacation. Yeah, North I'm Montana. Asking, North was, Montana. They, they set it down North, and North they, they set it down and they're all kind of wondering what are we hey, hear down there. Richard, you, on the radio. you know better than most how much bullshit goes around that park and how many urban legends this, and false this stories. Not, this is not urban legend. This is straight from the horse's mouth. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that horse is an ass. How about that? <laughs> <Straight> I... <laughs> horse's mouth over there in Glendale. Na name nice. names, because I don't believe it. No, not not while the recorder's rolling. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah, I'll find names, and I'll compare notes with you later. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's almost unbelievable. Oh, jeez. Wow, this is Have fun, we, guys. Beat this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Paul, jump in. You, you don't have to be the nice guy. You can curse on this show. So uh -oh. if you want to jump in and say something. Oh, darn it all. Oh. <laughs> if you want to have the random Tourette's, you know, shout out, you can go for uh, that, too. Go ahead, drop an F-bomb. You feel good. You scumbums. <laughs> <Yeah>. Scumbums. <laughs> uh, Paul, let me ask you about 
Fantasyland. Do you think that could be any more accessible? You talk about you know old ride systems that probably they never even thought about or cared about anybody that was in a wheelchair or crutches or anything. <laughs> oh yeah, or anybody that was over you know about 150 pounds. No well, kidding. Granted, granted, they are somewhat designed for the children, but you know the children all and all of us. I mean, that's the whole idea of, of Disneyland for the adults and the children to enjoy it together. Um, that was the 1984 redo though that made those queues so small though. Yes, not that they were all that much bigger before, but they did pack them in tight. Yes. Yeah, because that's very tight once once they redid it. You know, is there any? Have you? You know, I, I hate to go back to the weight issue, but on go for it. Well, it's just not. It's not for you, but in general, have you? I'm thinking about the ride system for Peter Pan. Have you ever seen someone turned away from that attraction? No, because. Of the side. I wondered if there Neither is a limitation on that. They let me and uh, Calvin, me and Terry, me and you know probably well, me and you ride on it without a problem. Well, you're you're a stout fellow, but you're nowhere near what I've seen travel around the park. I mean, uh, so I'm wondering if I just can there be a well, point? Greg. I I, yeah. I will say I will say I have heard of times where there has come to a point where. There, there's a safety issue involved where the restraint systems won't, like on Star Tours, the seatbelt won't go all the way around, things like that. And yeah, well, I've seen them give extensions. There's extensions, and even with the extensions, Ooh. it won't work. Well, I would think if you needed that big of an extension, you didn't fit between the two armrests. Armrest, and even that became an issue, too. Now, I wonder, there, so, could, could they make an armrest like they do in the movie theaters now where it could go up? And so a person of a little wider girth could sit more comfortably spread uh, across, out across then, two seats, one butt cheek on each cushion, you know. But then it compromises your green light. Well, there's got to be uh, a bypass or an override when you have that. Like, for instance, if the arm is up and locked, it's got to lock, then that tells the board that that now is a combined seat, not as two separate seats. There's got to be a way to do it. And I, I would think that would be. Yeah, there's a. There'd be a programmatic or systematic way to take care of that. But, Greg, remember those? There are some YouTube videos we were watching. Oh, about the kids messing around? Yeah, but they showed this one huge guy strolling out to a teacup. Oh. They videotaped yeah. this guy. I mean, he was big. That was actually, I felt that was, was kind of sad. Sad, yeah. <laughs> but he, he, he insisted on ambling out to a teacup and trying to fit in that little door, and he got stuck. They you know let, what? They let Greg and I into a teacup. Teacup. And I got to say, those teacups have shrunk since I was a kid. <laughs> at, sure they have. <laughs> at the same time, we were in the same teacup. Yeah. It was a little maneuvering. <laughs> in, in between, Paul tell me to shut up. I'm recording. Um, I but... never tell you to shut up. I give you the shush finger. <laughs> the, the shush, shush finger. Shush. Happens to be that long middle one. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was not an easy. Thing. I, I give Greg that figure all the time without shushing, so it's okay. <laughs> you know, I the teacups is tight. I don't. I just thought you were telling him here he's number one. Yeah. yeah, that's what he keeps telling me that it means. But I know. No, he's he's, <laughs> he's counting his number of known parents. <laughs> hey, just because only one parent is alive, that's all. No, no, I didn't blow. say alive. I said known. <laughs> Um, that's easy to that's easy to say with one's dead because you can say that's not the one. That's that's a low blow. Wait, I'll think of something good for you. Okay, I'll wait. You guys are harsh. <laughs> no, this is a good night. Yeah. <laughs>
You should taste around the same room. We are in the same room. What are you talking about? I was we're, in say, a, I'm we're in the mice cast right studio. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm, I'm breaking the fourth wall here. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Harsh, boy. Harsh was last week when uh, underwear became the issue. Well, you don't bring up what you the pink underwear you wear, and Mike won't I expound on it. I wasn't the one that brought it up. You were checking it out. Oh, oh yeah. You okay. wish. Um, so, don't Paul. Fear. What I want to know is when you guys get off on these tangents and things, do you, you know, ever edit anything out of these? No. I I don't know what you mean by tangent. (laughs) (laughs) We're on one now. That probably explains why we have so many, because we don't know what they are. (laughs) You don't ever edit anything. No. Okay, back up. When we all get in the studio, we push the button. And we, any pre-planning, which usually is about two seconds, that's cut off the front. Mike puts the, you know, the music at the both ends, and that's about all the editing we do. Ah, because uh, Mike, of course, if Mike is lazy. Somewhere around, so no, we we don't we don't uh, cut out bombs. I thought you no, did. no, heck no. Mike hey, is guys, a lazy editor. He does not what edit. What the R? I thought okay. we were supposed to PG thirteen. Here's a funny thing. See, Paul, if our shows were a half hour, and, and we had not. a half. It, you know, and we had 45 minutes of content or something, and I had to cut you know whatever out to get down a half hour. I might do that, but we ramble on for an hour, hour and 15, or like we are right now. What are we up to? Two hours you know, and 20 up, minutes. Yeah. No, coming up to an hour and a half. You know, that's a pain in the ass to do that weekly. Try to cut out what's not fun, and then. Besides, that's what makes the show so much fun is just listening to our BS. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. I agree. It's you because know. sometimes we have little gems of fun. <laughs> when we go off on a tangent. Gotcha. So, Paul, right, let's get back to some of the accessibilities. You have traveled uh, a lot with some people who've had true accessibility problems. So do you think Disney does a, a fairly good effort at making the park accessible? Yes. I've, I'm actually my best friend since fifth grade has got cerebral palsy, walks with canes, and, and uh, he, he can move from place to place, but he uses a wheelchair when he goes around the park. And he called me a year or two ago and said, I'm down here by myself and I'm ticked. He says, I've, I've been told that I can't get a backdoor pass because <laughs> I can get up and walk into these attractions. He's all, that's not fair. I said, but you can get onto the attractions. You can walk in the front. You don't need the backdoor pass. And he's all, but I should have it. <laughs> and I'm you know, like, there, there, there's a thin line for me because you know, yes, he can move around the park, but because of uh, of the apparatus he has to use, you know, I could see him easily tripping or catching it on a stanchion or something. I could see where, in some cases, based on their policy, where they would let him do that. I'm actually surprised that they would not. Yeah, they did. But they figure if you're going to stand that long waiting in the ECV line, I guess you could stand that long in the regular line. Yeah, I think it was the 45-minute wait to get into City Hall where he stood up. You know, that, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. And then back to the uh, the Million Dreams bullcrap. I personally don't find the problem because it is random, and it's, it's random whether or not you can go on an attraction. Okay, w- would it be fair... If someone who, you know, a um, 
I'm trying to think what ride the average person just doesn't go on a lot that because it's it's more of a you know it's really a child ride or Casey Jr. Dumbo Casey um, Jr. Casey Jr. is a good one. You know uh, what if you know the whole train rode that? I mean, usually the only people you see on that are people with kids. So you're you're handicapped by not having kids, and you only are going on the thrill rides. But two people that day one on really what we're going to call kitty rides is that fair versus the other one where two people went on a thrill ride and the parents with their kids only went on kitty rides all day so i mean where do you stop this absurdity you have to start yeah. stop it right where it starts it's it's random and if you go on the ride if you don't go on the ride for whatever reason it's random and you'll win if if you're in the right place at the right time wherever that is yeah i, I and i I'm totally with you, Paul. I wish more people understood what random meant. Um, random means that I get it, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was surprised. I didn't realize that you could win it in downtown Disney. I actually never thought to that level. I'm thinking just around the parks. And then I heard you could win, you know, just cruising through downtown Disney. I'm like, wow. I mean, that's, that's... really the whole resort. Yeah. Now, could, could you Anywhere. win at World of Sports? Yeah, any any anywhere on the Disney. See, that, I think that's one of the reasons why it's not supposed to be in quote unquote one of the facilities or one of the restaurants because uh, going into ESPN zone, that's technically Disney. It's a different part of Disney. Okay, it's technically go, Disney. But go, I don't know. Go different than that, Richard, because that AB you know, that comes under the you know larger blanket. Um, Rainforest, not owned by any Disney not subsidiary. Not owned by Disney. Okay, which, so. Or yeah. or the jazz kitchen. So, right. would those be excluded because once inside those, you're not in a Disney uh, venue? But then again, it's on Disney property as a lessee. See, but but at that point, you could be as as their operation. You can upset them because you might be interfering with their operation. Yeah. So I don't know where the rules extend. And now, you know, what if you park in? Uh, Mickey and friends, and the, they went in Timon. <laughs> I mean, this gets really absurd. I mean, I had to park in the Grand parking lot the other day. I've actually, you know? I've actually heard of people getting prizes right off the escalator. Oh God, I would dig that. Well, you really? know what? I, I skipped yes. the escalator. I usually Got take the, the stairs down. So yes. Right yeah, but yet. Yeah, you have you. you know, well, you take the stairs. You have to cross at one point. But you know, if you're standing I'd, at the I'd escalator, the, you know, I'd hate bummer. to be that prize patrol having to. Uh, you know, you have three minutes to get out to this location. You're out at the escalator. <laughs> I'd hate to be at any location given out, like Paul, with your entourage the other day, where they were giving all the dream fast passes, mm -hmm. and be the guy coming up or the group coming at you when you just handed your last one out. You know, it's like you want to put the shades on that are so dark they can't see your eyes, make <laughs> an about face, and get the hell out of Dodge because, you know, people tend to get a little angry when. They've missed things like that. I right. think it's funny seconds. to oh, well. give out to give out stuff at the structure, and you're not even in the park yet. But you're on Disney property. You're on Disney. You're on the resort. You're in the resort. That's right. What if What if you got a Dream Fast Pass and you weren't there to go into Disneyland or California Adventure? And it's only good for that day. Well, then yeah. I guess you're uh, effed. No, <laughs> no, because because here's the thing: is if you get one of those Dream Pass uh, Dream Fast Passes. If you have a single park, you're immediately up to a park hopper. If what if you, you have, don't have any park because you're in just shopping on downtown Disney? You have a park hopper. That turns into a park hopper? They give you a park hopper. 
at the same time if you're at outside the, the park? If you don't, they ask to see your ticket. And if you if you need an upgrade, they give you the upgrade. If you don't have a ticket, they give you the ticket. Okay, really? so okay, so that's yeah. fine. But it's um, nine thirty at night. You're in ESPN. <laughs> you've got this dream. Well, they probably won't give it out that late. But since it's yeah, random, that's, that's, that's kind of strange. A, yeah, it's I supposed to be random. So technically, you know. But wait but, a second. The randomness. Have you ever heard of anyone winning the prizes after two or three o'clock in the afternoon? No, but I'm saying. I guess you could program it. To you know, in this randomness, never give out a Dream Fast Pass after four yeah. because it does you no good. But could you imagine you're running in? A, a, you know, Karen likes that makeup shop. I don't know what it's called on Downtown Disney. They kind of Sephora. black Sephora. Yeah. So let's say I'm in the area and I'm like, hey, I'll stop by and pick you up something. I I don't even have time to use the damn pass, and you'll win. That would be my luck. I don't even have a chance to use it. <laughs> uh, or you could go in that really scary shop. Was that Ann Getty's? That, that place freaks me <laughs> that out. Place is, like, that place is the random. dead baby shop. The dead yeah. baby shop, yeah. And you're not, you're not there long enough to use it. That would be a drag. And all those people who don't want the pins, and at that point I'd be like, can I have a pin instead? Because I'm, <laughs> 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 yeah. Or, or winning a night in the, in the Mickey suite, and, that's, that's, uh, yeah. and, and you got a flight out at 5 o'clock? Yes. Yeah. Yep. What can you say? That that would be my kind of luck. Yeah. Who's cat? That's my cat. Cat's Feed wait, it. Can't what, you see the cat wandering around the studio? Crickets, wife, kids. Crickets gone. Yeah. We'll get rid of the Jiminy <laughs> cut the boot, man. I think it finally died. They don't live that long. So. <laughs> and I didn't so. support its habit, so. <laughs> hey, what happened is that? Uh, whatever they eat, I don't know. <laughs> so have we su- sufficiently killed the subject for the night? I think so. Uh, as, as far as the dream fast pa- or the um, I'm sorry the the prize thing, I think definitely we've killed it. As far as you know, our original topic was actually does accessibility hurt the show or is it hurting the show? I think there's a mixed bag on that. My my feelings. I agree with Paul. I think Disney does go out of its way better than a lot of other parks to make it accessible. Absolutely. But it, it does not mean that sometimes it does not detract from the show. And there's an unfortunate unfortunate minority of people who take advantage of it both accessible needed and not and they give the rest of them who actually need it the bad rap because i want to know is it exponentially that people are becoming needy and handicapped because when we were kids yes we had people in wheelchairs and stuff um it seems like with the explosion of ecvs that people are almost exponentially becoming ECV users. And are some of them just lazy? Are some of them just taking advantage well, of it? I think it's also the ECV manufacturers because they're creating new ways to have your insurance pay for it. Oh, yeah, your insurance can take care of it. Well, oh, yeah, that's, that's so bullshit. I called about that for my grandmother. 95 freaking years old, and they, as soon as I heard it was Kaiser, that's what Medicare uh, or her retirement and Medicare is through Kaiser, so we go to Kaiser, and she's dragging her walker around. Nope, she's able enough to get around. I'm like, what the? Are you guys on? I, mean, I was so pissed off. And the, the scooter company won't work with Kaiser and uh, do all that. But regardless, you are right. There is the, the proliferation of that, just like the drive-by lawyers. As soon as the lawyers started advertising yeah. on TV, they've, be, they've been everywhere. You know. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it's just we notice it more now. We're older. We, we see things differently. But it just seems like it's just become almost an epidemic 
of people needing special access. I think uh, also, also. I know I'm going to get hate mail for this. I just know it. Yeah, Greg uh, at micecast.com. I think also. Yeah, thank you for the not fact giving that, out my email of that one. Uh, WTTM. No. <laughs> hey, by the way, did you get the email I sent for you to forward to uh, Patrick? Yeah. Okay, good. The fact that we are there as often as we all are, and we, I mean, it just. Becomes... I don't think you have to be there often to see the long line of ECVs parked at the backside of Pirates. Okay, that's a good point there. I mean, it took the point that sometimes you have to navigate that line just to get to pieces <laughs> of eight. Yeah. yeah. Or just move through that street, just, just to oh, move down Royal Street, period. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's. it's that you know, and I, I I generally feel for people who have to genuinely travel that way. I know when I take my grandmother around and her walker, and how much slower things go. And uh, you know, granted, by the time we get everywhere, that all most of the handicap spots are taken, so we're you know going way down to the end. And you see these people coming back who probably genuinely can get the handicap placard, but they're walking just fine. Maybe they've got a back problem, or maybe they've got a mental problem, so they get one of those. But here's my grandmother, 95, who shuffles along in the walker, and we're parking way in the hell somewhere else. Uh, it just seems like they give out the handicap placards every Tom, Dick, and Harry who wants one. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there is no screening well, there for is, guest assistance passes. Oh, for and... guest assistance, no. All you, well, for 50 bucks, if you want to rent the ECV, <laughs> that's all the guest assistance you need is to be able to lift the money out of your pocket or pull the plastic <laughs> out. That's all the guest assistance that's required. Um, now, I don't know what this actual pass is because I don't see how you would need it if you're in an ECV or a wheelchair. They seem to automatically just roll out the red carpet for you. So I'm not really sure, Paul. You know, you, you might know more what that act, that why you would need that pass or go bother to get one. Well, well I, I, I think that it's uh, it's a pass that would allow you to um, to go in the back doors of even the attractions that are uh, accessible to wheelchairs and things like that. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but yeah, it's a, it's essentially the back door pass. Yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's a little bit more complex. What it is is it's a pass that it can do one of several different things. It can t say that, okay, yeah, you in the wheelchair can wait at the back door while the rest of your party goes through the line, or uh, this person needs to go on, can't wait in the line. There's certain, you know, if you have certain uh, problems like uh, uh, autism or something like that, you have an autistic child that just cannot wait that time, they would give a... a uh, Pass to be able to get a little bit more immediate need. Okay, there's I can several see that. Yeah. There's there's se actually several different layers of passes. It's just not quote unquote a backdoor pass. There's several different layers, and my understanding, I was kind of shocked when uh, <laughs> I, I was corrected the other day on it, was that even with a wheelchair, you still need to have one of these passes because that was part of the reason was we had a lot of people that were putting out their 50 bucks to get the back door and wait a second they might not nest and they were jamming up the back door of the, you, know, you, the you, you need to watch a little more clearly Richard because I've stood and watched especially the day I got my toe run over there was no asking for any kind well, of pass you have a you have an ECV or a wheelchair well, in this case you need to li wait f let me finish my story <laughs> it takes too long well as, yeah. I, as, as I was <laughs> there, you, our guests are already asleep 
So and he's already he's already chat wondered why we don't edit our stuff down. Wow, one hour forty. Okay. <laughs> well, I was trying to end it a few minutes ago, but uh, hey, can we wrap this up? <laughs> hey, thanks, Paul. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. I, you know, I. Was, so sometimes you like... have to cut Richard to the chase because he, if since I interrupted him, he will remember the video I showed where you know the you, you didn't follow the guy's directions well enough at Disney World. He says, "Let me start from the beginning or start over," and he went all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> that will be Richard when I interrupt the story. So wrapping it up might be a good way not to have to listen to that. Oh. <laughs> But I, I understand. Uh, I've been listening to MiceCast since you guys started, and I have just uh, always wanted to say, "Can we wrap it up?" Well, there you go, number two, number two. Uh, but yes, We're Richard, they're, pretty, they're, abusing, they're abusing a system that may be out there, but it's whether or not the cast members want to hassle what they have to go through when they're yes. on the front line, and the one an hour. being the one that says, "No, where's your pass? I'm in a freaking wheelchair. What kind of pass do I need?" That's 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 what I was getting to. Was slowly, that. yes. Especially when management doesn't back them up. Well, ex- except for I keep getting interrupted every two seconds. Um, Who interrupts you? Nobody interrupts. Well, that's why I keep saying that he's a nobody. Paul Joyson. What were you nice. saying? What were you saying, Richard? I, I forgot what you were talking about, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, you know you're not gonna let we're not gonna let you finish the story now right <laughs> i think everybody got the point of this story it's a messed up system and it just keeps getting more messed up <laughs> <laughs> he sums it up in a single sentence yeah good Richard. job <laughs> but you know what i mean back even when i was there 15 years ago we were not allowed to stop kids who obviously were uh messing around in wheelchairs we were, you'd see one riding, then the later in the day another would be riding. They'd be knocking each other over in it because Disney's too afraid of, too afraid of getting that lawsuit. So. Yeah, because ADA's got teeth. Yep. So, Paul, did you enjoy your time on MiceCast? Absolutely. And would, really? you do it, would you do it again? Absolutely not. Even without a backdoor pass? <laughs> you didn't hear the not, did you? I, I, I did, but I was already uh, geared up and I couldn't stop myself. Uh, no, I, I, I will gladly and I will be honored to come back anytime you guys honored. wish to have me. That's a perfect Thanks. answer, Paul. Maybe you can actually give him something to be willing to talk more about. Well, I'd like to actually talk to him more about his show, yeah, yeah. how we got started and all that. But he expressed an interest in this topic. So... Absolutely. We, you know, we did jump on the topic um, because it was relevant to what's going on right now. And quite frankly, everybody else is talking about West Fest, so it's like... Contrary to, to my hidden agendas, I don't like to talk about myself all the time. Did you just admit to having hidden agendas? No. I said contrary. To my hidden agendas. Exactly. So that means you're admitting your <laughs> it's, it's, no. it's like double talk if I've ever heard it. <laughs> it's, it's uh. not, it is not unlike double talk, actually. <laughs> Paul is a trained podcast professional here. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, podcast professional, mutually exclusive terms. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, military intelligence, yeah. Disney that's security. Not, no, that's oxymoronic. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Is that an idiot oh. with zits? Oxymoronic? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Richard, do you remember those t shirts we got years ago? And this goes into the whole security thing, and people think we're a bunch of dumb shits. Uh, that we got after the Liz Taylor party. Yes. I was wearing mine the other day, and Karen's like, what's that mean? Security 7 Media Zero. No. Yeah. Or whatever whatever the number was. Um, 
uh, we got called out by some of the the rags out there saying they would break Disney security and get into the Liz party. Well, none of them did, but many of them got caught, and they made up these special T-shirts uh, for security. Sixteen uh, arrests. Yeah. And convictions. Really? Yeah. So as much as we were a joke, we weren't a joke. I mean, I mean uh, as much as <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, unfortunately, Richard can say uh, security has really declined in the last. Ten years. Is that since you left, Greg? Uh, it was already in decline, I think, before I left, but it has really declined since the resort expanded. It, it probably, you know, Disneyland. We've talked about this. Is suffering from they're a victim of their own success. Mike has said this many times. They've they've grown, and I think I've even heard say Earl or someone else say this about Florida. Is it's just grown so big it can no longer be what it was, uh, as far as the way employees are treated. Uh, well, I've said that too. You know, we don't listen to you. Though. Yeah, but y- you know, your your, show? your your show your your statements are always tainted. This with, is you know. this is gonna be show fifty eight, and you and you've been on eight of them, or nine. I was gonna say more than that. <laughs> so what you're oh. trying to say is he doesn't contribute enough to really have an opinion. No, I he can uh, he he can have an oh, opinion. Thanks. Just, just based. I was just up. I was saying if he was saying that it wasn't when, when the mics are rolling. That's all. Oh, that is true. He says he does say it a lot when we're uh, in each other's company, but not usually when the mics are rolling. Yeah. I think if the day ever right. rolls around that I'm on the show more often than Richard, then you can there's give him a, a hard a time problem. about it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Paul, you want to ask us to wrap up one more time? Can we wrap well, this up, guys? Yes, we yeah. can, but we well, when we have a guest on the show, such as you, another podcaster, whoever, we always give that guest the opportunity to put a few plugs in, not like you need to for you know your rock and roll show, but um, I told you I was very disappointed that I found out that was an April Fool's thing uh, when I listened to your show the <laughs> other day. I mean, it was really starting to rock. Patrick really had something there. He really had something going. With the doorway um, to enchantment. Very yeah, nice. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way he – I thought your endorsement was – very congenial. I, I thought you did a really good job of that endorsement. It was so. the best one that I have ever done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mike, you haven't listened to that show, have you? No. I can, I can tell by the way you're my laughing. Show. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's, that's a courtesy show. laugh. I don't listen to anybody's show. I treat well, you all with no, equal the, contempt. The courtesy laugh will be when you hear Richard getting in at about three <laughs> yeah. or four minutes and he starts laughing out loud. <laughs> You're like, what are you laughing about? I was watching Star Trek Generations the other day and when Data laughs about the Farpoint mission, you know, seven years earlier, that reminded me of Richard. Usually he doesn't take seven years. It's a few minutes, but uh, <laughs> it's, it, it was kind of funny. So, Paul, plug a little bit. Give us a little information, some phone numbers, whatever to to uh, WTTM or the Magical de- Magical Wait, no, The Magical Definition Podcast. Yes, yeah. that's you know, right. What? <laughs> what is go, the... Go back and listen Go listen to the March 31st show of Window to the Magic, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. What's with the so March more, 31st? More inside jokes. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm refusing to say the April Fool's show because that... Gotcha. Tends to the fact that I know what is an April's Fool's joke, and it was probably posted in the wee hours of the thirty first. I'm guessing. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. I well, I, if you want to send me an email, you can reach me at podcast at oakfan dot com. <laughs> my my website is www.meanderingmouse.com. dot com. 
<laughs> and uh, I just got a new phone number that ends in beer, and I can't remember what it is, and I can't pull it up fast enough to look at it. <clears throat> but anyway. I left, I left a message on that line. Did you? Yes. That's nice. He called a beer. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll have to dig up Paul's, um, though he told us the story, it, we, we definitely will play all of our uh, voicemails. We'll have to dig that up. Um, Paul calls me and says, I, I, I heard you talking. I wanted to say something. I said, Paul, it's, it's not a live show. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked if it would help. <laughs> yes, it, it will, and it, uh, we'll, we'll definitely put it on there, even though you explained it. I'm sure that the, the voicemail may have some other little added fun stuff. Just about ten extra uhs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, well, it was fun having you on, Paul. I'm it, glad, Richard, that you also... Got to meet the rock and roll star of the DPN. Yeah, nice meeting um, you, Paul. So yeah, same I'm, I'm sur- actually, you. I'm surprised, Richard, is all the time you spend in the park that you have not seen Paul and his entourage in their WTTM shirts because they are in the park fairly, you know, fairly often. Actually, I have gone through and asked for you in a couple of oh. different places, and oh, ha- I've been told that you're in, so in, you know, he's he's working over there. I won't say he, where. He's asking for that dark, handsome man. That's right, yes. <laughs> you know that guy with the really shiny, cool head that looks like Patrick Stewart? And he's kind of about six foot three or four. He's really a handsome fellow. Hey, I was I've wondering got a, if you could help me out with something. I'm looking for a little <laughs> Richard. No, okay. <laughs> I, I, I need to tell him, you know, I had a test and something may be falling off the man. <laughs> That was Beverly Hills Cop. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, we knew that. Oh, was falling off, man, from what? Herpes Simplex 10, right? <laughs> yes, something like that. <laughs> oh, oh. <my. laughs> anyway. Can we wrap is, this up, guys? Please, please. All right, okay, so give out, give out your real address, your real phone number. Uh, my and then address we'll... and my phone number? <laughs> Are you <You're> kidding? Web... <laughs> your web address, your because <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. imagineringmyway.com. No, that was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> that will work. That's the only thing that works. <laughs> All well, right, Paul Paul from from window to windowtothemagic.com. My number is two oh six nine eight four WTTM. Very That's good, Paul. Two oh six nine eight four window to the magic. Surround yourself. Surround yourself with the magic. <laughs> And Mike, have you made a email for Richard yet? Or if people need Dick, do they have to send it to you first? I have not made an email for Richard, but if they send an email to you or I, we can forward it to him. Okay. I, I mean, people have asked, and they do enjoy the banter when Richard comes on because it does change the dynamic. You really should create him an email, though he may never check it. At least we can say it's his fault for never checking it versus us forwarding it to him, and he never checks it. At least we can blame it all on him. Okay. Was that fair enough? Pass sure. What, Richard? Nothing. He said, pass the buck is what he oh, said. Oh, that's not what it sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't believe he almost said that. I'm like, All you heard was UCK, and that's just what no, I, I, to... it was that and something before it that sounded like a, uh, anyways. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can reach right. us at greg at micecast.com, mike at micecast.com. Our web address is, you know, micecast.com and blogspot.micecast, all that micecast crap. Buy, you know, buy a t shirt, support the show, 
Uh, so have, far, I, th I think Jason from San Diego is like the only person that's bought our T-shirt. Yeah, it was easy to find him at West Fest, too. Yes, it was. A fine display of merchandise. Very good. <laughs> um, I have no idea what our next shows are going to be, but we have a few. We are going to have some more guests. Uh, Burnt Toast is going to come on soon, and uh, we pretty much yeah, run out of ideas, give, so we have to bring have to, other people on to help us. Yeah, we're going to have to you know, explore his his uh, need. Stop. His mass. Stop. His mass. Stop what? Stop. Are we going to explore his... Don't go there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Say, whatever it is, <laughs> I, I don't want to know, man. I was going to make a reference to his masochistic need to keep to keep working for Disney and have a real job. I just oh, think he's going to be burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, thanks, Paul, because I wasn't sure where he was going either. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, please. Uh, you know. <laughs> Well, again, right. and thanks. Let's see, this is our first show since West Festival. So we should say thank Second. you to all. Second. Is it? Second. Oh, that's right. So I already mentioned thank you for coming to the flag ceremony, I guess. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, that was right, actually well, really cool to see you guys go down there. And, and I Oh, thanks. Thanks, Paul. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate to say I've been there and I haven't seen anybody up there and I missed a call for people to come down. First time uh, for me too. The funny thing was when they were trying to stop our people from going up there, the crowd controls like, oh, you can't walk through here. Uh, no, they call us up here. Uh, <laughs> you can't come through here. It's like, just go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know his name, but he was, he was an army guy. Army guy got called first. He goes down there and the crowd control stopped him. He, and he didn't, he was a good boy. He stops. And I go up to, because you know, Navy's next. I said, where did you stop? They wouldn't let me. Fine, we're going. <laughs> and sure enough, we start walking, and someone puts their hand on. I said, we're going over here. And they got all intimidated and just went back to the little spot. Yeah. All right, well, and thanks again, Richard, for coming on the show. You're, he's trying to be a little more regular. He's been kind of irregular, and we kind of feel sorry for him because he's... Give him Dr. Pepper. He needs to get a little more regular. Uh, and people do like you being on the show. So you have some fans out there, maybe one or two, but you have some. So Mike's going to give you an email and make you feel all better. Good. Oh, so. Is he going to come and, out to Westfest next year with the mustache and the? You know, the funny thing is, he, I, he there's no reason he shouldn't have been there this year, um, except being lazy, I guess. No, I actually did have previous plans. Yeah, I bet. How long? Did, how far in advance did we plan this? And he still had stuff. I don't buy oh, geez. it. Jeez, let's see. We were planning West Fest. Jeez, uh, weeks ahead of. Yeah, I mean at least two weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time, Richard. Hopefully, you and Earl. And you can. Hey, there you go. You can both have mustache competitions for the best disguise for oh, current Disney employees. Well, I've I've already put it out there on the boards, and I and I say it here on the show as well. Earl is going to be at Westfest, and the Bleep and Wife are going to be at Westfest. If Window to the Magic has to pay for him to get out there. Well, you know what's funny? I spoke with Earl today, and there's another person I talked to him about coming on the show again. Um, there is a reason and a, well, let's put it this way. We will announce with him, because I don't want to speak for him. I want to actually hear him mutter the words himself to the public, a way he can be here next year. And it's, though I'm sure he would um, take the free ride in hotel if he offered it, uh, there, there is another way to do it, so we need to plan ahead uh, based on that, and we'll we'll try to get that out on the show. Cool. Okay. He may, he, you know what? He may say it on his show before he was telling me what he was working on for his next show. Uh, excuse me. I was telling him how what, we had some nice ninety-one degree weather here today, and he's got like a seventy-five degree day. So friggin' miserable. Oh, I thought it was nice, but anyways. yeah, but we got all these fires all over the place. But it's now. it's dry. 
That's dry. Fires all over the place. Uh, all right. Makes fires. Well, you know, we we're trying to wrap this up. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> thank you, Richard. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. You've got all Good this night, stuff. John thank you, Boyd. thank you, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and I'll miss you most of all, Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodnight, Dick. Good no, night, Dick. Not touching that with a 10-foot nope. pole. Not going there either. <laughs> Good night, Paul. Good night, everyone. Talking wheelchair blues. I went for a jog in the city air. I met a woman in a wheelchair. I says, I'm sorry to see you're a handicap. She says, what makes you think a thing like that? And she looked at me real steady. She says, you want to drag it? So she started to roll and I started to run She ran the pants off my aching buns You know, going uphill I'd hit my stride But coming down she'd sail on by And when I finally caught up with her She says, not bad for someone able-bodied You know, with adequate care and supervision You could be taught simple tasks So how about something to eat? Well, I says, that would suit me fine. We're right near a favorite place of mine. So we moseyed on over there, but the only way in was up a flight of stairs. Gee, you never noticed that, says I. No problem, the Mater G replied. There's an elevator round the back. So we made it up the stairs on the elevator with the garbage flies and last week's potatoes. I said, like a table for my friend and me. He says, I'll try and find one out of the way. And he says, is she going to be sick pee on the floor or th throw some kind of fit? I says, no, I don't think so. You see, she once had polio, but that was 20 years ago. But if the matter of the fact is told, simple truth, she can't walk. So he points to a table, she rolls her chair. Some folks look away and others stare. A woman grabs her little girl and says, keep away, honey, that woman's ill. We felt right welcome. Then a man stands up and he starts to babble about the devil and the Holy Bible. Says, woman, you're afflicted with pernicious sin. Pray to Jesus, you walk again. Then he goes back to his table and he sits down. Well, the waiter says, what can I get for you? I says, I'll have your special imported brew. He says, what about her? I says, who? Uh, he says, uh, her. Oh, you mean my friend here? He says, yeah. I says, well, what about her? Uh, he says, well, what does she want? Well, I says, why don't you ask her? So, of course, he apologizes and says he's never waited on a cripple before. Well, she talks to the manager when we're through and says there's some things you could do to make it easier for folks in wheelchairs. He says, oh, that's not necessary. Handicap never come here anyhow. Well, I bid farewell to my newfound friend. I says, I'm beginning to understand just a little bit of how it feels to roll through life on a set of wheels. She says, don't feel sorry, don't feel sad. I take the good along with the bad. I was arrested once in a protest demo, and the police had to let me go. You see, we were objecting to the fact that public buildings aren't wheelchair accessible. Turned out the jail was the same way. <laughs> Anyhow, I look at it this way. In 50 years, you'll be worse off than I am now. You see, you give us a name and then you give us a place, but we're all the same in this human race. 
some of us are called disabled, and the rest of you, well, the rest of you are only temporarily able-bodied.